I'm Mayor Deb Finan, and I am here today with Councilmember Vanna Pianfetti. Um, you represent which district? I represent uh, District 5 in South and Southwest Champaign. And uh, the purpose of today's uh, podcast slash video is to really, you know, check in. We haven't had an opportunity to really hear from you about what's going on, you know, personally in your life during all of the shelter at home, as well as, you know, what issues you've been hearing from your constituents about. So why don't we start with, you know, give us a flavor for how your family is doing and what it's been like to be at home. Sure. Well, first of all, it's great to see you, uh, Mayor Finan, and um, I know we see each other uh, when we have our council meetings Tuesday night, but it's uh, great to have a chance to kind of talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the Pianfetti household. Uh, uh, it's, it's been a, a change. We're a pretty active family. Uh, for those of you that might not know, um, we have four kids, my husband and I, and so we are all sheltering in place. Um, and it's uh, been an adventure, as most uh, Pianfetti days are, but this has uh, been a bit of a change because everybody has been home. Uh, my husband and I are both working from home, and the kids are um, doing as many activities as they can, both learning and otherwise from home, and that has been a change. But we all seem to be surviving okay. Um, there have been those challenging days where everybody just feels like um, they need their space and then there are those days where we really have enjoyed um, each other's company. Uh, I think probably the hardest thing for us has been we do have um, a senior in high school and missing out a lot of those opportunities, graduation, prom, a lot of the events that would have brought closure to his senior year that um, could no longer happen were difficult. Uh, our daughter is also a junior, so in preparing her um, for what will come in her senior year, there have been a lot of changes to that. So helping uh, the two of them negotiate uh, those uh, new normals were, was a challenge at the beginning, but they seem to have adjusted quickly and, and fairly well. And then our younger two boys, uh, they've been great about the e-learning and doing what they can and keeping up uh, as best they can with their sports and conditioning and doing what they can. Uh, Zoom has been great, um, keeping in touch with their friends and um, their, their coaches have, have tried to reach out to them and they uh, meet at least once a week with their coaches. So that's been um, really interesting to see uh, them doing uh, virtual plays on the screen and asking them about their strategies um, for soccer. And uh, that has been an interesting uh, dynamic to watch. And um, my husband uh, was part of an emergency response team for the College of Engineering. So that was a, a something that the kids really, I think, uh, admired and uh, appreciated watching how the community came together um, at a difficult time uh, to try and help not only uh, the individuals within our community, but the nation at large to uh, build out uh, ventilators. So that was a really neat experience for us. And of course, we are a strong uh, faith-based uh, family. So we did what we could to stay within our faith and 
um, help out the community by providing meals for um, our friends without addresses and uh, healthcare, healthcare workers. So a lot still going on, but at a very slower pace, a much slower pace and uh, trying to do our best to take it day by day. I know because you and I have done some campaigning together and also I just know what kind of council member you are. And I know that you're someone who regularly meets with constituents for a cup of coffee or, you know, are standing on their doorstep talking to them about the issues of the day. So tell me how you have kind of converted what you do and are still responding to constituents and being available to them while we are living in this altered world. Well, um, I, I've tried to keep um, it respectful of the social distancing. I have a mixture of constituents, uh, young, um, older generations, um, but I've tried to use social media as much as I can. Um, as I go walking, if I see neighbors out on the porches here, um, I try to make sure that um, I say hello and ask them if there are any concerns that they might have. Um, remind them that they can text me, um, that they can email me. Um, and many of them have. Um, there are some concerns that are um, regarding, you know, now that the weather's getting nice, for example, uh, yard waste pickup. So, I, you know, we had to make some adjustments to that and certainly um, you know, there are constituents that are concerned about, you know, if they cannot get out to deliver their own yard waste to the recycling center, what can they do or when can they expect changes to that? Um, and then there are others um, in my area who are business owners and they have concerns both about the welfare of their themselves, but also of the people that they employ. And um, while they aren't looking for answers they are just looking um, to be able to be part of the conversation and so they are reaching out either um, by telephone or, or email um, so i i think I'm, I'm doing the best job i can i know there are some of my constituents that i know very well just through the homeowners associations that i've been invited to um, and i've made um, over the past three years um, contacts in that way and so if they have um, which everybody has access to my phone number but some of them feel comfortable enough that they do text me so that they may text me um, a question or a concern um, and then um, I try and reach back out to them um, with uh, not always a solution because those don't come very easily but at least an acknowledgement that um, I have um, gotten their um, question, their concern, their comment, and that I'm, I'm trying in some way to act on it. Um, but it is, I, I mean, it's, it's nice now to see more people as the weather is changing out and about, but social distancing, they are, you know, a lot of people are trying to adhere to that. So, you know, a lot of times it's across the fences, across the bike paths, and, and conversations are a lot shorter than they once were. With respect to city operations, I know that the city manager's office has been providing basically daily updates to council and pushing information out as to what's going on with the city. How have things 
changed for you with respect to, you know, contact with the city manager's office and how you interface with it? Are there any pieces of this that, you know, you've learned from and would continue to do? Um, and, you know, what's the experience been like? Well, um, I'm not sure if there have been any drastic changes for me. I, I've been really impressed by how quickly um, the, the city manager's office and the staff and everybody sort of could switch gears and kind of look at this and say, you know, this is our new normal now. And this is how we have to adapt and adopt to changes and and the needs of so many different people. I mean, they're, they're looking at council members that have different needs. They're looking at um, staff members. They're looking at community uh, members that have needs. They're looking at um, the commissions and boards that are that are having all these different needs, and, and they're they're working very hard to um, figure out what is going to be in the best interest of the largest majority, but also looking at the discreteness and the nuances that make everything go. Um, so for me and somebody that was very comfortable um, working in virtual spaces, I was very comfortable with being able to be updated. Um, uh, you know, with their um, virtual updates. I think the city staff being able to communicate with me through phone calls or emails or, or texting, I, I think it was, it's very comfortable. I think that they are doing what they need to do to get us the information um, as fast as they can and as quickly as they can when we need to act upon it. Um, sometimes, you know, it, it's a it's a crazy time and we have to remember that like, like this yeah. isn't the perfect system like this because the virus is so um, is perfectly imperfect in what it's doing. And so we have to work um, and, and understand that um, as they as they may have figured out something, something else may have changed. And so um, for me, my interaction with them. Um, wasn't all that different. Um, I've learned to become more patient and understand that when I need something, it doesn't, like, I don't need it right now. Like, I have to learn to prioritize really, um, even when, when my constituents are asking me for answers that sometimes I have to be honest with them and say, I'll get back to you in a week where maybe it used to be 48 hours, I could turn it around, but I have to tell them that this is going to take a little bit longer because right now we're dealing with something that is more critical. Um, and not that you, your concern or your comment isn't important to me, but I have to prioritize it this way because this is, this is so unprecedented that we don't know, like I don't know how much time it might take to solve problem A and you've just put in another variance to it. So, so please be patient. So what are your biggest worries from a city perspective right now? I, I think, um, you know, like probably a lot of people is how will the um, economy bounce back? How will our businesses bounce back? Um, what will things look like? Um, I, you know, I, the conversations that we've had at home, you know, 
do they all of a sudden say, even as as you've heard the presidents or governors say, oh, we'll we'll face things in. What what really does that look like? And as as different people have different sense of what would be okay, how does that look? And how does that look for some people that um, don't feel safe? Like you know. I, you know, I, I'm worried about the need for businesses to keep moving forward and keep being, we have such a strong um, business um, and, and development in the downtown and so, so much that is going and moving forward and, and I want to see that progressing. But at the same time, I feel like there's a struggle with some of our population that feels so vulnerable. So how do you make sure that everybody feels comfortable to keep on enjoying um, who we are as uh, people of Champaign? Like, how do you make sure that people come back and really feel okay um, that it's one thing to say, we're opening everything up. It's another thing to make sure that people feel okay and start coming back to the businesses and, and people start um, wanting, uh, wanting to just be part of champagne again. I, I mean, those are, it it's, may seem a little strange, but it's, it, it could be very easy for you to say, I'm opening everything back up, but you can't force everybody to start going everywhere and, and doing everything. Um, so, I, you know, from a city perspective, I, I, I want things to be normal again. I would like to see revenue start coming back. I would like us to start being the champagne that we are, but I want people to feel okay about doing that. So what are the things over the course of the last, you know, month and a half that have really given you hope or that you have, um, you've seen from our community that have brought you joy? Um, I, I think there've been a lot of things. I, I think um, seeing how, um, well, starting with how a lot of the students have come together um, and dealt with um, what was just an abrupt ending to their school year. And, um, you know, listening to them on Zoom calls, you know, I have four kids at home and, and have heard a lot of Zoom calls on a lot of different levels for through e-learning, through coaching, through just, um, I, you know, virtual birthday parties, um, just little um, get togethers that they've done and just their resiliency. So, um, you know, to me that that is a hope for the future, that these are kids that can look at things that um, could otherwise have just really um, been hurtful and they're trying to find the positive. I think looking at how our community is trying to help each other and looking at um, trying to uh, save uh, businesses that they love and, and, you know, you don't recognize, gosh, you know, I've always gone to this place and, and maybe I don't know the owner, but I do recognize them and I want to support them and, and, and seeing how um, people are rallying around uh, the places because it is an identity of of who we are. Um, I think looking at how um, 
people are, are, are learning to adapt to a slower pace a little bit and starting to um, uh, enjoy some, some simpler things. <laughs> That's been nice too. And, are you cooking and, dinners? I, I'm cooking a lot of dinners. I'm, I'm cooking dinners with my family, which is good. Um, and I and I think also cooking a lot of meals that I don't typically cook. So a lot of things that might take a little bit longer. Um, I, and I also think, and this might sound a little odd, I think a recognition too that um, we could do better for um, some people in our community that um, while we have been doing well, um, there is an opportunity to continue to do better. And I, I think that has been um, inspiring to me because I've always really been proud of this community. And I, I've been proud at now at how we're starting to recognize that there is a lot more that, that you know, in terms of making sure that, um, you know, kids have what they need in the schools, which I know isn't directly a city issue, but, but we need to look out for each other. I, that we need to make sure that, um, you know, if you're um, eating at a restaurant that you're tipping your wait staff, you know, that if you are, um, going and um, taking a walk, that you're saying hello to the people that you are <laughs> passing by, that it's, you know, that it's not something that we can take for granted anymore, that, that um, the things that we once just didn't think twice about. I remember um, I was talking with my daughter and I said, well, what are you really missing? And she said, well, you know, at the end of school, um, it smelled different. It smelled, it started to smell like summer was coming. And I miss thinking that summer was coming. And I, I think that's what we all can start to believe is that there are the little nuances of life that we could just start appreciating more. So you and I both have graduating seniors in high school. Um, how do you think this experience is going to impact that generation, particularly the group of seniors? I know that it's impacting our younger kids as well, but as they give up, as you said, prom and graduation and they prepare to go to college, but they're still social distancing from their high school friends right now. What do you, what do you think that means for them going forward? That's an interesting question. And, um, you know, I started to have a conversation um, yesterday with, with Matthew, uh, my senior, about this and, um, because I was trying to get a sense was, you know, was he upset about if they didn't have the in-person graduation or what did he think about that they were maybe scheduling one for later in the summer? And um, he was a little bit, um, 
for him, it wasn't so much about the, the ceremony and everything. And he said, I think what I'm starting to learn is you, your actions really could be final actions. And so um, as you are going through things, you can't just assume that you're going to have that chance, that do-over, or that opportunity, whether good or bad, to um, say what you want to say or, um, you know, he had wanted to go back and to say to some teachers, for example, um, you know, that he liked a class or he appreciated their teaching. And he said, I know I can do that, but I'm not sure it's going to be the same. Like that for him and those that know Matthew, um, a handshake means a lot to him. But he said, you, you, you shouldn't ever um, give up the opportunity to have that handshake, even if it seems awkward at the time, that that those things start um, to have value. That um, I think maybe we'll have a generation that understands that you have to start bringing solutions today. That tomorrow isn't that 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 certainty, and 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 I don't mean it in a defeatist way, but that right. certainty of well, we'll have all the time in the world. Um, but for him and for a lot of the conversations that I think he may have been having now is that we have to look at now as when we have to take action and, and, and what does this mean for how we move forward. And um, what we do, we have to think about in terms of both short-term and long-term. And I think maybe it used to be long-term and then short-term, um, which was different. Um, so, I, you know, it, it, it's hard because I think um, they're still young. So, you know, it, I, I don't want them to think that, oh, the, the future is so uncertain. And because it always has been. Nobody, nobody was ever guaranteed anything. This just sort of has um, made them stop to think that I can, I might need to do a little bit more, push myself a little bit more. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, you do things for the good of what you want to be doing, not because at the end there's going to be some big celebration, but because it is the right thing to be doing and it is something that might be meaningful and could make a difference because you know nothing is nothing now is with any certainty that's what they've kind of seen but they've also seen that there are a lot of people that have done a lot of really good things in a very short amount of time right so they've had a lot of really good role models and a lot of people that have had to make difficult decisions and you know maybe in the end you know people will say you should have done this you should have done that but that's always easier to do once you know what the outcome is it's always easier to backtrack <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So are there other things that you would like people to know about this experience for your family? Um, I, I think um, just that we're, we're doing all right, that we, I, you know, that we are um, understanding that it um, isn't the same experience for everybody, that we are, um, you know, that we're, we are um, blessed that we get along more than we don't. And um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and to, to adults and, um, you know, we, I think I told you this um, it, it, one day that we were chatting, but we've kind of, uh, and we still are doing it where we kind of debrief as if we're in the big brother household <laughs> and who we might evict. So that's been a way to kind of air our uh, grievances with each other, so to speak. <laughs> And so it's been a humorous way to um, be able to share um, if, if things are bothering us. And it's been a way to, you know, understand that communication is really critical in times like this, that you can't, you can't, you're not in this alone, that we have to be there for each other. I love that. And, and what about, um, your constituents? Is there anything you want them to know? Or, you know, do you want to share ways to get connected if they, they have questions or needs? Sure. Um, well, I absolutely would love for them to continue to reach out to me and they could do that um, through my um, email, which is online through the city website, or they can call me, which is also so posted on the city website and that um, I know that I am, if I can't address their need, um, I do respond back. I know you and I are going to be talking tomorrow about some of the concerns that I could not address myself and that I do listen. And um, sometimes it may seem like they aren't getting the answers they want to hear, but sometimes it's the answers that um, for the minute, is what we need to be doing, but it may not be for the long term. And it's just what we need to do um, for this day and this minute. And then um, we do take to heart what's being said and um, we rethink and we reevaluate. And um, we, uh, I am constantly trying to do what is best for um, the district and, and advocate on their behalf. And I can only do that as they are uh, reaching out to me. So I, I do appreciate their calls and their emails. Is there anything else that you want to share? I don't think so. I think this has been great. Like, I, 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 I think so we should do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, you're doing. Yeah, no, it's been great. And it's, uh, it's just been a lot. I, I mean, it's, it's sometimes um, hard staying at home because I, I am a people person I, and I love interacting with people. So um, I do miss that, I, I, and I'm I am I'm blessed that I have a household. I know that, but sometimes we all have like everybody stay out of our way. Well, I also <laughs> I think that, um, and I'm sure you feel this too. There is a lot of emotional weight about the decisions we're making and the impact it has on our community 
and the concern for you know those who are really truly in need and the businesses and our essential workers so um it it being being in an elected position right now carries a gravity um and a concern for the community although it's always underlying and present um it is forefront every day right now and and i'm sure that you feel that each day yes and you know i i'm feeling that a lot when i am trying to figure out what might be best and how I can best contribute to conversations that need to be had at the city level. Like how, how do you help bring a perspective that is going to come up with a, help come up with a solution that is going to be meaningful and be um, a strong solution. And, and, you know, there are a lot of different layers and, and, you know, when, you have one-on-one -on -one conversations with constituents. Um, they're they're focused on different perspectives, and 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 my responsibility is to try and somehow bring those perspectives together, and and then help advocate, but also help synergize that perspective for an entire city. And 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 that there there are some nights that you know I sit there and I think. I'm not even sure what's going to be the best way to help, um, and it is. Um, and, and you know, but but at the end of the day, um, I I really do think that I am a good um, creative problem solver. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I think, and and I'm a good listener. And I think when you when you can listen to different perspectives, and understand that that people. Um, want the best and want the good for the community and themselves that somewhere in the middle lies the answer. You just have to be able to have those conversations. And I think we're very fortunate as um, a council, we get along really well. It doesn't mean we always, always agree on everything, but we do listen to each other. And um, we, in that we can come to some um, reasonable solutions. And I, and I think that's a very beneficial and, and uh, something that I'm very proud of that we can, you know, by the fact that we work well together, we, we can understand that um, there are moving parts of this city that um, I, come together very nicely. Okay, so my final fun question, <laughs> since it looks like we all are going to be wearing some type of face covering or mask into the near future, <laughs> And I think they're be going to become fashion accessories. My question is, what's your logo or pattern that you are dying to have on your mask? Well, you know, I am. Um, I I love Gerber daisies, and so there's part of me that would love to see uh, a mask with like yellow Gerber daisies because I um, remember uh, having to. I, the one of the only arguments I fought very hard for against my dad was that I wanted my bouquets at my wedding to have yellow Gerber daisies. And your dad was opposed? Uh, yeah, no, he wanted, uh, yeah, well, you know, he, 
he grew up, interestingly enough, in the Depression, and, and he worked his way in a flower shop. And he didn't think Gerber daisies would hold up. And they don't. <laughs> I learned that. He was right. He was right. I learned that the hard way. They had to wire them to stand up. And my dad just was like, I told you. He, he made them. Uh, he actually put them with other flowers. He helped the florist. But he knew that they wouldn't hold up. But anyway, but I do like that. Or, you know, there's part of me that also um, would... Uh, you know, I'm I'm a Cubs fan and I'm an Illini fan, so those would also be neat ones. But I do like the 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 sense of the flowers. They they've always been good. This time of year, for sure. Yes. Well, yes. It was really good to see you and talk with you. I appreciate you joining you. me, and we'll have to do it again. But it was, it was good to see you today. Absolutely, good seeing you too. Thanks.